listening to a Drishti Point podcast. Please visit our website for more inspiring interviews on yoga, spirituality, and wellness. Welcome, Swamiji. It's wonderful to have you again on Drishti Point. Thank you very much. I'm also very happy to be on your Drishti Point. And hello to all dear listeners. Our topic for today is Divine Incarnations. And I thought we would start, maybe if you could give us some examples of what Divine or Holy Incarnations are. Yes. Yes. Uh, according to our uh, old scriptures, what we call the Sastras, there are two kinds of incarnations. One is called Nimit Avatara and one is called Nitya Avatara. Nimit Avatara is coming in every Yuga and Nitya Avatara is coming like a holy incarnation like Mahaprabhuji and so on. Holy, after holy incarnation is that when one is born, of course, with good or spiritual destiny and lifelong spiritual work, meditation and sadhana, then person is recognized as a holy. Uh, like God Buddha, we also call him God, but he was born as a prince, but due to his sadhana, meditation, he was enlightened, and that enlightened soul is called Buddha, the Bodha, is a knowledge or intellect and that intellect is enlightened. And uh, other, according to the Holy Ramayana, great Tulsidas said that all holy saints they are coming nitya, it means every time, any time, to guide, to support the spiritual seekers, protect the dharma. But when it goes too far, then nimit avatara comes, like Rama, like Krishna, like nursing avatara, like Vaharai avatars. So there is called 24 incarnations according to the Indian mythology or Indian countings. So Nimit avatara is coming yuga to yuga and God Krishna said, Arjuna, Whenever dharma is declining, 
and adharma is improving or dominating then i come to destroy adharma and protect the dharma and my dear bhaktas these 20 incarnations is uh, 24 24 24 these 24 incarnations krishna is one and lord rama is another and can yeah. uh, can you name some of the other ones that are included in those 24 yeah the narsingha avatara bahari avatara and we acknowledge also buddha as incarnation so there is a list in vedic uh, explanation of the avatara 24 and that you can see in that avatara look in the google avatara and are all avatars born in india well this was all incarnated in india india that time was very very big big country uh, touching the europe entire middle east and entire this far east like all the indonesia sumatra and this all islands till the singapore's and some part of in china and tibet nepal and so so it was more than half part of the earth mhm so the country we know as india is much smaller now than when it was yeah, at the time of the avatars that, that's right were there any avatars that incarnated in the body of a woman yes yes and without her incarnation it cannot be completed the work so we accept this one is the mahashakti is a uh, the sakti with the shiva as a parvati also the ganga also come from brahma loka to this planet and very soon now we will celebrate a navaratri nine days of holy mother where she is appearing to help the bhaktas remove their obstacles destroy the devil energy and support the dharma also time to time like holy maria mother maria she definitely was a great and holy and we acknowledge her as a holy mother like a mahashakti so because in spirituality and in dharma there is no duality of the gender there is no duality of the genders so therefore 
all incarnations have uh, are complete. Yes. What's the difference between a divine incarnation and a deity or a god or goddess? Or what's the difference? Yeah. Go ahead, please, Shari. Uh, and what's the difference between a divine incarnation and a realized or enlightened being? Uh, you see, the deity and goddess, this is a language expressions. Uh, goddess, sometimes we use as a what we call now for our earthly world as a female that we call goddess, god and goddess. And uh, other holy it also we call those who preach the dharma, preaches the highest truth, Brahmshatya, Jagatmitya, the Brahman, the Almighty, the Supreme is the truth. This world is mortal, not a Satya. And those who served all the creatures with feeling of ahimsa, love to each and every entities, like Mahaprabhuji said in his golden preaching, love each and every entity, if not more, than that much, as much as you love thyself. So, those holy saints, what we call, <laughs> who through their sadhana practices, through their spiritual knowledge, what they achieved. So then the level of their consciousness rises up, crossing the border of the human level and comes to the higher level that we call the holy saint, which has uh, the abilities, which has the power in their words, in their actions, in their looks, and so that we call a great or a holy. And so these distinctions are just distinctions of language or the mind, but there is no distinction in at that level between... That's right. That's right. Can you speak about divine incarnations and how they relate to nirguna and sarguna aspects of God? Yes. The nirguna means formless. Entire universe is filled with that divine or holy, we don't have other any word, divine, holy, cosmic consciousness. <laughs> time to time, that energy collects in great power in one and descends on this planet, doesn't matter through 
which mother, which father and which country. They descend on this planet. And when they appear, manifestate or is born, what we call incarnated, through mother, father, and have to accept this body of five elements, space, air, fire, water, and earth. So when you are collected or you are appearing as a form, then it's called saguna. Saguna means with all the qualities, all the qualities, though the body is just like a human, we are acting like a human, we are also eating like a human, but inside is different. Suppose you have in your both fist, in one fist is a diamond and in other fist is a coal. So fist is closed. You don't know in which fist is what. But who knows this will take care of that fist. So body is mortal. All incarnation who came, they have to give up one day their physical form and again become one with the nirguna. Nirguna means the formless, it is oneness. Guna is more qualities, multiple qualities like five elements, buddhi, mind, intellect, emotions, angers and everything. So this is the different. Nirguna is a formless, you can't see, but you can feel when you meditate, you can get energy and you can realize within you as a love, light and the great energy. But Shaguna is that you can see, you can smell, you can touch, you can hear the words and so on. So this is very clear written in 12th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, the where Arjuna is asking question to God Krishna, Krishna, what is better to worship? Nirguna or Saguna? Krishna's answer, both are good. But we, as in material body, will understand and better guided. You can put questions and teachings will come through the Saguna, through the body. So, because all are not so far to gain something from nothing. Therefore, we need something we can see, we can hear, we can smell, we can touch, we can ask the questions, we can get the answers. 
and like this. So this is a different. So nirguna is a formless, shaguna is with the body, with the form. And how does a person recognize a divine incarnation? Well, through is like when you sit near fire, you feel warmness. When you sit near the ice block, then you feel cool. Similarly, when our inner self, our heart, comes and sees this, then you don't see anything else but that pure energy which inspires you, which touches you, and you feel to surrender your belief, yourself, to that energy, to that divine. So this is how one can acknowledge. There are two ways. <coughs> one is intellectual. But one can inspire us intellectually, but maybe there is no the truth of the Brahman. And one way is not intellectual, but with love and understanding. So one have to come from here, from the brain, from the head, to the heart. And then from the heart, get connection again to the brain, to your intellect, and balance both. You have to filter in this world certain energy, certain things, then it gives a clear understanding and clearness. It is sometimes that like this, for what is for me, I think is good, but some other people say, no, this is not good. So it is hard to satisfy everyone. And therefore God gives more choice more possibilities in more nitya-avtaras. Suppose, like us, we like Mahaprabhuji, Devapuriji, Holy Guruji, and some don't like. They don't feel this. They like Satya Sai Baba, they like Jesus, they like, some like the Buddhas, Yes, why not? It's okay, because for enlightened soul, for enlightened person, for a great devotee, it is Sanatana Dharma. It, in everyone, which Holy Guruji said, in one sentence, one in all, and all in one. So Sanatan Dharma, mm-hmm. Sanatan Dharma, Sanatan Dharma is not a man-made Dharma. It is the eternal principle, the cosmic rules. I mean, man-made religion means like Krishna incarnates and he teaches. So though he is a cosmic one, 
but he is now individual in physical form as a human. So his teaching, we can say man-made teaching. Like Jesus, the Bible, this is a divine truth. The, or everything is holy in it, but still it is connected with Bhagavan Jesus and His disciples. Like Buddha, he became one with the cosmic, but still he is in the body. So he preached through his body. So this is man-made. So we say, don't look. Don't look to the body. Don't look to the of this person as a human or human person or human quality, but look to what is within. When you want to buy a sword or a knife which is in the cover, don't buy because of the cover. Main thing is a knife. And this is what is beautiful for us. Can you speak about um, the principle of Guru Tattva or maybe, for example, in the case of Mahaprabhuji, the importance of a Guru even for a divine incarnation? Yes, it is a cosmic law. It is a cosmic principle. Look, God Rama had a Guru was sister. God Krishna had a guru, Sandipni Rishi, Maharishi Sandipni. Jesus had also guru who baptized him. So you have to to get complete. You have to accept this guru tattva. Without this guru tattva, you have not completed your life dharma or your life mission. Even you become a scientist or a professor or any expertise in some field, when you were born, it took you time to write A and B. And your teacher, school teacher, taught you how to write and read. And now, step by step, slowly, slowly, you became the professor, the master of language. So this is what we have to accept, because the level of the consciousness, though within you, me, and all other holy saints, is higher, but still is connected, bounded to five indriyas, jnanendriyas, and five karmendriyas. It gave you <coughs> intellect, <coughs> sorry, excuse, uh, because in nirguna there is no bad and no good. In nirguna is everything coming from it. And, but, when we come into this body, then we begins to make differences. 
we begins to make differences good and bad and this is human nature this is other creatures nature and that has to be trained that has to be overcome and therefore doesn't matter if it is the all this 24 incarnations or all great incarnations holy incarnations holy persons they had to take a shelter to some techniques some rules some practices and some kind of worshiping things yeah it is like this that we need doesn't matter even you are a holy incarnation we need following of those divine principles and for that you have to follow vakya the words the teachings of great ones and you have to focus you have to focus on one point example let's say in my hand i have magnet now you bring one needle and close to the magnet this needle stuck to the magnet but this needle is not any more like iron it became itself magnet now your husband brings the second needle and he stuck to your needle it also stuck and gets the same energy becomes magnet so if you detest again you are nowhere when you are test you are there when you detest that comes the doubts sufferings again we are in the darkness so it is it be the change you want to see and that means we have to change we have to hold on our faith we have to hold on our belief we have to hold on our practices and we have to divide this material world and we have to divide the spiritual world we know the material world is beautiful material world is perfect also in some way but material world have the both love and hate happiness and suffering but the divine not so when our aim is divine though we are suffering here though we are failing in our thoughts one time yes good or no good and this but we know what is my aim what magnet of my gurudev gave me when he touched me gave me mantra he blessed me that thing you have this quality but as soon as you detest with your doubts then your magnetic field is getting less and less and distanced and again you are there where you began so this is the differences of the nirguna and saguna and to have why one should have the guru because mahaprabhu ji had guru dev shiva who is just appeared he 
he manifested himself. But in certain ceremonies and in certain occasions, even he had to bow down to his guru and get the blessing. So guru tattva do not see as a physical form. Guru tattva don't see as a behavior of that body. But guru tattva is that pure magnet which definitely will take you forever. So that is a very important. And you see the guru is like a piece of wood. A disciple is like an iron nail. If you throw the iron nail in the water, it will go down. But if you joint, attach this iron to the wood, it will not let go you down. Why? Because Brahman is the water. And Guru Tattva is that wood because water has given its own life to manifest the wood. And therefore, this water, which is its own bodies created out of its own body, the wood will never let go down. Anyone will come, will protect. So similarly, our Gurudev is that wood and we are iron, piece of iron. And if we stuck on this, there is no matter, stone or the iron or any of this hard matter, it will remain on the surface of it. Can you speak a little bit about uh, meditating on the sarguna form or picture of a divine incarnation? Yes, uh, the meditation on the saguna form always gives you inner answer. It is a hold for you, that you can hold something. Whenever your thoughts disappear somewhere, then again you bring and focus on that form. Even many people, they got a realization only holding one stone as a, as an idol of that person. So in that stone appears what he wish, like Krishna or Shiva. And that's what the Shiva Lingam is form of the entire universe, is not, not a physical form. This is entire universe. And within this universe, the Shiva appears. So, Shiva Lingam is a cosmic energy and not what we understand in physical form. So, it is easier for a practitioner, easier for a devotee to meditate like on Mahaprabhuji, Guruji, Devpuriji, or anyone who has his or her master. If you get doubts, then that disappears. That disappears like a flame is blown off. You may search this flame in the whole room, nowhere, nowhere, because you blowed it. So do not 
blow off that flame of your ideal and the flame of your faith, your bhakti, your search. Then doesn't matter. Entire a mighty Himalaya can shake, but not our faith. That will lead us. My dear, it is not easy. The human is standing on the door of the Brahman. We have to make one step. We are in Brahmaloka. Or we make one step back. We are again down into the nothingness. And that one step is devotion, worship, serve, meditate, love, help, be kind. All these positive qualities. That is our way. And who, don't, who knows how long life we have. It doesn't depend if I am old or young. Anytime life can go, therefore this is important that we continue our sadhana and we continue our help, our support to the world. Um, you mentioned the Bhagavad Gita in today's interview, and there's one chapter in the Bhagavad Gita that speaks of darshan. Can you speak of what darshan is and what it means? Darshan means two. One is blessing, and second is darshan means to see that form. When you see your mother, you are happy, you have a love of your mother, happiness. But beside your mother, if you see a wild, grazely bear, then you have, this is also darshan, but that will frighten you, create the fear, uncertainty and dangers. So, Darshan means which awakes in us happiness, joy, bliss, protection. And so there is a negative, there is a positive. Therefore, Mahaprabhuji said in one bhajan, Gurudev Darshan Dhan Ho, Chetan Anand Gan Ho, that in our consciousness, immense of happiness, anand appears, the bliss appears. So, when we see our dear one, we are happy. And when we see someone as our enemy, we are unhappy. But God's darshan, Gurudev's darshan, is like sun shining. Doesn't matter if someone likes the sun or not. not. Sun is always there, light is always there. Um, are there any um, preparations or signs, bef preparations before an incarnation is born, or any signs when an incarnation leaves the body? Yes, there is a cosmic preparation. All your past 
destiny is collected all your positive energy and like you are sent as a messenger or a holy light and some people who is very close in many many lives have a connection to that divine they feel now it will come now it will appear this is preparation and all we feel we know now is the evening the sun is going to set so yes the pure hearted person pure thinker will appreciate both will realize both and um now you spoke about navratri navratri which is coming up maybe can you say a few more words mm-hmm. about this uh, celebration yes uh, navratri there are nine days the divine mother divine shakti appears to destroy the devil energy and every day is a different she appears in different form there is a long story which uh, actually i don't know exactly now to tell you and it's very long so there was a one devil and cannot be killed by anyone only female and a cannot kill him so she had to take nine times nine forms finally that she managed to destroy him or kill him so in every hindu temples and luckily you have in vancouver beautiful mothers temple divine mothers and all indians all hindus they worship divine mother with a great great devotion with great feelings even many are fasting and meditating on her we don't see different if she is a female or a male we see only godlyhood the god within that oneness and that is that is great that's divine so you can go in the temple and make a video from every day puja different puja and get a short interview with the pandit the priest what we call you call priest we call pandit mm-hmm. or pujari and that will be very very interesting if you nicely make it then we can also play for our bhaktas devotees on our yoga website that will be great blessings for all of us if you can do this 
Okay. Okay, I will do that. Will be very, okay. very good. Thank, well, thank th you. Thank you so much for being with us again on Drishti Point. It's um, always a great blessing for us to have you here. And there is a one, one uh, holy book. It's called Devi Bhagavata. Yes. Devi Bhagavata. It is a hundreds or thousands of pages written. Glory of the Divine Mother. It's a wonderful. It's a wonderful. I hope there is somewhere you can get it in the, in the English language. It's great. Who have read Devi Bhagavatam, one can understand this all. And without her, even the incarnation cannot come. And that's why God Krishna said, Arjuna, time to time, I manifestate myself through my yoga maya, yoga shakti, the Divine Mother. Thank you again. Good? Very good, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Many, many blessings to your whole family and also to our all Guru brothers and sisters. Yes. And I wish you and and bless you on the name of Mahaprabhuji and Holy, all Holy Spirits, Holy Souls. Thank you. And all my dear brothers and sisters and listeners, I pray for their good health, happiness, and long life and spiritual development. God bless you all. Om Shanti Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramaya Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kacha Dukkabhagabhave Om Shanti 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 Deep Narayan Bhagavan Ki Jai Thank you for listening to Drishti Point. We dedicate our efforts to the health and happiness of our listeners and for the health and happiness of all living beings.